The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever it is that you're listening to in the world, and welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and we're so excited to have you here today because we again have another great topic. We are always here to provide you the resources and the tools that you need to take control of your own career, and part of that, of course, is job seeking. Whether you're employed or unemployed, many of you I know are job seeking and many more of you are employed in job seeking and so you want it to be short and sweet and effective, efficient, not take a whole lot of your time, especially when you're working full time. And so our guest today is an expert in that. We have Michelle Robin who is joining us today and Michelle has a business-to-business background that she has translated into the careers world where she works with executive-level sales and marketing professionals to help them discover their personal brand and fast-track their job search. So Michelle has joined me today to talk about a very important topic, which is taking your job search and treating it like a marketing campaign. And I love that you have a marketing background, Michelle, and you can really walk us through those of us who aren't marketing professionals. I've taken a few classes, right? But those of us who maybe have one or two college classes in marketing, but that wasn't our focus, we we would love to hear how you take this job search and make it into a marketing campaign. So thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here, and I'm excited to talk to you guys about this. Perfect. So when people start their job search, and and our little promo today kind of talked about, you know, they often start with their resume, and we'll talk more about how maybe that's not the right place to start. But when people start their job search, what is the first thing they should do? Um, Well, like I said, The resume is not always the place to start, and and that's where people usually think. And the first thing that I like to have my clients do is start kind of with a self-assessment. Like, what is it about them? You know, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Where are they going? What kind of job do they want? Um, You know, figure out all those types of things and kind of come up with, um, where your strengths and weakness, or where your strengths are going to fit into an employer, and what t- what is your ideal employer? So similar to marketing, you can kind of do a SWOT analysis. And for those of you that aren't familiar with SWOT, SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. 
And oftentimes companies do this on, on their business, but you can also do it for yourself. Um, and there are tools to kind of help you do this too. Um, you can look at strength finders, which is a great way to find out your top five strengths. Um, and then you can also look at uh, other assessments like the Fascination Advantage from Sally Hogshead or 360 Reach, which is a 360 anonymous survey that really digs deep into your personal brand. So it's all about finding out um, what you're good at and what other people think you're good at and what other people think of you because that's really the most important thing um, with personal brand because that's going to be the foundation for your resume, for your LinkedIn profile. Um, It's going to give you the foundation for the stories that you're going to be telling in interviews and things like that. Perfect. um, Oh, thank you. Yeah, so really getting that foundation of who are you and and uh, and then probably moving more into who is your target audience. Right, exactly. Um, but even before you get to your target audience, in addition to finding out more about yourself, also like write out your ideal job description. Like pretend sky is the limit. Like if you could design your perfect job, you know, what would that look like? Everything down to the size of the company, to the corporate culture, to the location, to the industry, because that's going to help you find your target market. Um, and that's, that's really kind of the next step is figuring out your target companies. Uh, it's almost like doing market research for your job search. Uh, I recommend that clients get you know, at least 20 organizations to start targeting um, that fit into that ideal job description um, and start digging in and, and doing some research about them. Uh, find out who is in your network that might have connections there to help you maybe get an informational interview to find out more about that company, to find out if you would be a good fit, if that culture fits what your ideal job description is. Um, and other ways that you can find out about those target companies, um, some other tips, maybe set up some Google alerts to get information and news about that company, uh, subscribe to those industry trade publications, uh, see what information is coming out about the companies in the trades, uh, search LinkedIn or Twitter even for news about that company. Um, and then, like I said, you know, when you schedule those informational interviews, you can almost think of them as doing focus groups for your market research, which you know, that would be the marketing tie-in. But informational interviews are just that. You're trying to gather information more about, you know, what it's like to work at that company, how that person got into that role, um, how that role also might be, you know, interesting to you and whether or not you'd want to do that. Okay, good. So really kind of thinking about this as market research before you start building a marketing plan, right? And any company would do that. They're not going to spend a whole bunch of money on a commercial campaign advertising before they do their research to see who their market is, what the market wants, what what are they looking for, right? Exactly, exactly. You're not going to go... Um, although there are some companies that do it, but then you see the you see the products out in the market that flop. You know, yeah, you the refrigerator that had the uh, internet access and in, built into the door. You know, who 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 thought of that? <laughs> some techie guy that said, "Oh, wouldn't it be really cool?" But you know, what's the real use of that? So definitely have to do your market research. Yes, and a lot of times job seekers skip that step, right? They think. Either they, they know where they're going when really they're, they don't, or 
they just start launching that campaign based on their work history, but not necessarily how it relates to the, the market right now. Exactly. Or, or they just think, they just start applying to jobs and they see, okay, well, this job might be a good fit for me and, and so I'm going to send my resume. But it's not, you know, if you're taking the time to job seek, why not go for your ideal position? And maybe you're making a career transition. So you definitely have to do the research in that case and see what skills are transferable. Um, yeah, don't willy-nilly just apply to jobs online. Uh, kind of, I always call it like reverse engineering your, your job search. You know, start with the end in mind. Where do you want to end up? And then, then how do you create the path to get there? And so that you do that by doing the market research, the, the inner... Um, you know, looking at yourself and your strengths and your weaknesses, and then you have the materials to start writing a targeted resume. Perfect. So we've already kind of dove into this a little bit, but besides that kind of pre-work part, how else is their job search similar to a marketing campaign? Um, well, with a marketing campaign, it's you always want to be getting the right message to the right people at the right time. So trying to figure out that message is, is a lot of that pre-work. And, and figuring out the right people is getting to the target, your right target market. Um, so the right time is, well, hopefully they have a job opening or, ho- or they may be able to create a job that's a good fit for you because you've been able to research that company and you've figured out what their pains are. Um, and when you can figure out what their pains are and, and offer yourself as, hey, I'm the solution to help you solve these pains, then, then that's the right timing. So this then kind of leads into, you know, getting your unique selling proposition. So that, that's a key component into a marketing campaign. So your unique selling pr- proposition, you know, what makes you different? Um, why are you the best solution? is kind of what can also be called as a personal branding statement. And it really becomes the base for all of your materials. So at the top of your resume, instead of having um, results-oriented, revenue-generating sales professional, if you say something about, you know, fans the flames of strong brands to spread like wildfire, you know, that's a lot more intriguing and grabs somebody's attention. Um, and there's a great acronym that has long been used in advertising called AIDA, which stands for Attention, Interest, Desire, and Action. And so that's what you want to do with your resume is you want to create attention. So think of this as, you know, the headline on an ad when you're flipping through a magazine or um, the teaser copy on the outside of an envelope when you get mail, you know, that's advertising uh, in your, in your mailbox um, or the top of the, of the web page. So your header and that top third of section of your resume is critical to grab the attention. And then you want to keep their interest. So once you grab their attention, then it's important to immediately start highlighting what your strengths are and, and what accomplishments you've had that are kind of proof points of those strengths to kind of um, gain the interest of a, of a hiring manager. And then as you go down through your um, rest of your resume and your experience section, you can, talk, you can generate the desire by stating your accomplishments because if you 
have been able to succeed in the past with certain activities, then obviously you're going to be able to succeed in the future with similar activities. And the last step of that is action, and that's asking for the interview. So, And this is also similar to a call to action in a direct mail piece or in any kind of marketing piece. You know, go visit our website or go download this um, guide, free guide. You know, those are call to actions. So in a marketing campaign, so in a resume and job search, it becomes your cover letter, and the call to action is asking for that interview. Okay, good, good. So making sure that they're developing some kind of interest through this this brand statement, which really is how they add value and thinking about how they are unique and not necessarily using all of that generic language that everyone uses all the time. Exactly. And part of that, of course, flows not just in your writing materials, but also in your networking and in your interviewing, just making sure that you're digging a little deeper to pick out more authentic things to say about yourself, right? And and not getting so caught up in, in the jargon that people tend to use when they're writing a resume. Yes, exactly. You you want to you want to be different, and don't be afraid to be different. I have so many clients that are like, they see their new resume or their new LinkedIn profile, and they're like, "Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm brave enough to put this out there." But when you are brave enough, then it definitely it generates that attention, and people are going to notice you, and they're going to want to contact you and and for an interview. Yes, and that idea that it really takes a little bit of digging. But once you get there, it sounds so much more unique and um, I don't know what the right words are, right? But it, it takes some time to find those words. But once you find them, then you have something that really does capture that attention and get, get, gather some interest versus the same old, same old that they're tired of reading those poor human resource people. So we are going to take a short break here for our commercials and we'll be right back to continue talking with Michelle about how your job search is like a marketing campaign. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Great leaders today have certain capabilities that set them apart. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership, hosted by Kate Ebner, is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these stories and concepts every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking with Michelle Robin from Brand Your Career, who's sharing with us how your job search is like a marketing campaign. So we've talked through the focus piece and doing your market research before you dive into any part of your marketing campaign, resume, networking, any of those things, and then we've talked a little bit about this messaging and the importance of being unique and catching attention, interest. And Michelle, if you would kind of talk about um, AIDA one more time, what do those four letters stand for? And then continue on telling us how job search can be similar to a marketing campaign. Sure. AIDA, think of it as a way to kind of attract the attention of your hiring manager. So that first A is attention. And that can be done with your header on your resume and your, and your headline or your headline and your summary on LinkedIn. Um, the second letter, I, is interest. And this is where you want to start giving your career highlights. Like what are those things that are going to not only grab attention but create interest and want the, you want to make the reader read on. Um, the third letter, D, is desire. So this is creating desire in your reader that, oh, my gosh, I just have to talk to you, Marie, because you just sound fantastic and, like, you'd be a great fit for our organization. And you do that by stating your accomplishments in your resume. And the final A is action. And I consider this as a call to action in marketing, which a call to action in your job search is asking for the interview. So use your cover letter, um, and in the end of your cover letter, ask for that interview. Don't just say, hopefully, you know, we'll have a time to meet and, and talk about my uh, abilities and how they would fit in your organization. Actually ask for the interview. You know, say, I'll follow up with you next week. Say, you know, I look forward to your call. Um, those things that are more directive to, to actually ask and make a call to action at the end of that. Perfect. So we've got our our market research done, we've thought about how we can generate some interest. How else is our job search like a marketing campaign? Uh, There's another piece of marketing uh, that these days is referred to content marketing, which really isn't anything new. Um, 
but content marketing in your job search is kind of equivalent to building your brand. And the ways that you can do this is, you know, start sharing articles on LinkedIn. It's, it's one thing to have your profile up, up to par. But then once you start being active on LinkedIn, get active in groups, share your knowledge, share articles. Um, and if you're like, oh, I would never know what to post about, um, there's great websites that can help you curate some content that are in your industry. Um, one of them is Feedly, F-E-E-D-L-Y dot com, uh, which is one resource where you can pick your industry and it, it helps you curate the information. And all you have to do then is share the articles on LinkedIn. Um, post once or twice a day. That's all you need um, to keep top of mind because that's the whole point of content marketing is offering value. So just remember that. Offer value and then people will start seeing you as a very knowledgeable resource in whatever industry and role you play in business. Um, Other ways that you can build your brand through content marketing is you have a blog. Um, Have a blog as part of your personal website. Uh, There's statistics that say a personal website can sometimes be even more valuable than a resume. Um, I don't have the exact numbers off the top of my head, but I know that 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 helps. Um, It also helps you stand out from the crowd, and that's all what marketing is, is how to distinguish yourself from all the other job seekers out there. Um, Think about opportunities that maybe you can even do some speaking, um, even at a local rotary club or, or uh, business group in your area. Uh, it just gets your name out there that you're an expert in whatever subject matter you're speaking about. Um, and also remember that the absence of information about you online can actually be just as damaging as negative information. So it's fairly important to be active online. Um, even if you don't have your own website, you know, get active on LinkedIn. It's really a critical tool in your job search. Perfect. So I talk about this a lot on the show, (laughs) this idea of putting out content, but it's awesome that you have given some more resources and some more context around that. And I think the challenge that people have here is that this sounds like a lot of work, right? I when I give presentations and I talk about this idea, I often get looks from the audience of, you've got to be kidding me, right? You're expecting me to do this for my job search. Hello, lady. You know, like, I've got another job or I've got all this other stuff going on or is this really going to get me a job? This, again, sounds like a lot of effort. So if you have any ideas off the top of your head on either side, right? How can they make it not as time consuming using some of the resources you've talked about would obviously do some of that. And then tell me a little bit about how you've seen this be beneficial for people so that our listeners can hear it from someone else besides me. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be happy to collaborate with you on that, Marie. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific example of of a client, but I can't think of one for a client. I, here, here's a perfect example of, of how posting and getting your name out there on LinkedIn can work, though. Um, I had once posted something on LinkedIn, and I got a comment from someone that was not directly connected to me. And I looked up his profile, and I reached out to connect to him. Um, and then in turn, he got back to me and he's like, you know, I'm always about building my network. Would you like to jump on the phone for 30 minutes? So th- this stuff happens, and it only happens when you start getting active. Um, there's other tools, like on Twitter, there's a job hunt chat that happens on Monday nights. Um, 
And when you participate in that, you get access to other people. Um, it just it helps build your network and it helps get your name out there. Um, so yes, it is going to take some time, but it's much more productive time than just sending your app, sending your resume blindly to all these different um, organizations where you have a two to four percent chance of, of getting a callback from that. So I would much rather have my clients be spending time online uh, using something like Feedly to curate the information, something like Hootsuite to automate your tweets and automate you know, as much as you can of social media, um, even if it's just spending an hour a week to pre-program your tweets and your posts on LinkedIn. Um, that, that's all helpful. So it can be done in a shorter amount of time, but it definitely is beneficial because you will you know, take those online connections offline, and that's where you're going to find the job. Yes, and so when we think about doing this work, the other thing I love about it is that you get to cultivate a community in the direction you want to go. So when you're responding to job ads, you're at the mercy of whatever company decides they're going to post an ad. But when you do content marketing, right, the whole idea is to cultivate a community of people who's paying attention to you that's in the direction you want to go by where you're sharing and what you share. And then it's not just hopefully a job that you land, but it's the job. Um, So it gives you a lot more control, although, yes, it may be more work, although to your point, it may not be as much more work than you think it is. Exactly. So let's get back on topic here. (laughs) So this content marketing piece is the proactive part of a marketing campaign, right? They've gone through the market research, they've developed their messaging, and now really they're doing this content marketing to hopefully be in the right place at the right time because they've generated a community who's knowledgeable about them and their expertise, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect. So be able to do that and maybe even to be able to share great content, they have to be hitting the pains of their target organizations. So how do you recommend that people really key in on those pains and challenges of their target organizations? Well, this, I think, gets back to doing doing that market research. Um, so do some informational interviews at your target company, even if there aren't any openings. Um, you can find out, you know, who people that might be your peers, what kinds of things they're experiencing, you know, ask them, what, what's your greatest challenge? You know, people will, people will be happy to tell you about their problems, actually. Um, so, so that's one way to do it. Um, another way is, is to watch for news, see what's going on. Maybe, maybe an acquisition just happened. So obviously there's going to be some inter- internal turmoil with an acquisition of any company. So if you've dealt with mergers and acquisitions before, then you might be able to help solve a problem like that too. So pay attention to what's in the news. Um, you know, work your network to the best of your ability and get those informational interviews and um, you know, read you know read on their websites. Follow them on LinkedIn. Follow them on Twitter. Sometimes a lot more stuff comes out in those platforms than on their actual corporate website too. Perfect. And then when we get that far, I know this is something you wanted to talk about. So we've got like one minute. Okay. <laughs> um, how is the interview process like a sales call? 
Okay, and I don't want people to freak out thinking you need to be in sales in order to have a good interview. Um, all interviewing is is really the opportunity for you to assess how you can help the employer and whether or not it's a good fit for you as well. Um, and you do this by doing your pre-sale preparation, which is more in-depth research. Once, once you know the names of the people you're meeting, um, think about your first impression, arrive early, smile, have a firm handshake, all that stuff helps build rapport. Um, and then you can do further discovery in the interview so you can get more to their pains because you're going to be talking directly to the hiring manager. So make sure that you can reflect back what you heard their pains are and how you're the best fit to solve their problems and address any concerns that they found. Um, and then finally, in, in closing, you know, ask for the offer, so to speak. Um, that's how you kind of close an interview. You know, what are the next steps? I'm really interested in this job. I believe I'm a highly productive member of your team. You know, and wait for them to answer. And don't forget follow-up. So that's a real quick summary. Perfect. Perfect. So, Michelle, before we let you go here, tell people how they can get in contact with you if they're interested in, in learning more, reading more about what you have to say. All right. Well, first, I have some free, free gifts for your listeners, which will help them make a marketing plan for their job search and all that jazz. Um, if you go to Kiwi Live, that's K-I-W-I-L-I-V-E dot com, and enter... B-Y-C, as in brand your career, um, all, that's all you have to do is go to KiwiLive.com and enter B-Y-C, and you'll be able to download some goodies. And if you want to get in touch with me directly, my email address is Michelle, that's with two L's, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, at BrandYourCareer.com, and that's also my website, BrandYourCareer.com, and I would love to hear from you. Perfect. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. And if you are listening, stay tuned. We'll come back in just a few minutes and I'm going to kind of break it down for you, give you some more action steps and things to think through here based on what Michelle has shared. So thank you, Michelle. And if you're listening, stay tuned. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, our world is faced with complex challenges that present massive potential risks. Conflict, misunderstanding, misalignment of organizations and their leadership, lost productivity, wasted time, and wasted resources resulting from limiting perspectives, distraction, and hardline positions are damaging our today and our future. The monetary cost of such failures is in the billions. Stop wasting time. Make a shift. Engage with host David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, Thursdays at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we've been talking with Michelle Robin from Brand Your Career, and she was very kind to offer you some free downloads at KiwiLive, K-I-W-I-Live.com, and if you enter BYC, Brand Your Career, BYC, you can download some goodies. So thank you, Michelle, for your time and for your expertise and for those pieces of information that you've shared with all of you listeners. And of course, you can also get in contact with Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, at brandyourcareer.com. And I love to take the job search process and and think about it like a marketing campaign. I know a lot of us don't like or can get a little bit squishy when we start to talk about selling ourselves. And I think it's important that that's that's just an analogy, right? And it's a great analogy because it puts some concrete processes aligned with the job search and because it helps us think about what's really successful in the real world, right? When we think about a marketing campaign or a sales campaign, there are some rules that make one more successful than another. That's just reality, right? And yes, some people don't follow these rules and they get lucky and they sell a million widgets or gadgets or whatever, and, and that's fine. But a lot of research and time and academia processes have gone into defining what makes a marketing campaign successful. And so when we listen to Michelle and we think about how that applies to your job search, it's really not about quote unquote selling yourself is in that we want you to go out there and go door to door and and all of those nasty things that we think about when we think about sales, although I would say that most of those are are inaccurate. It's really about being thoughtful, planning, and realizing that there are some formulas to success here, right? And as Michelle talked about, of course, the first thing, the basic building block foundation of any marketing campaign is some kind of market research, And that can be, you know, a fun thing for job search if we think about it that way, right? We're going to do our market research. What are organizations that we're interested in really looking for? Again, similar to what a company would do when they're going to start marketing a new product and actually, hopefully, before they even create the product, right? Now, you have already been created, your experiences, all of those things, and yet you have some opportunity and some flexibility and some creativity in how you package that experience and all of those things. And so when you're thinking about 
getting started, it's nice to do a little bit of both. We do some kind of assessment, evaluation, inventory of you and and what you bring, what your strengths are, what your experience is. And we do some kind of research into the market. What are the companies you want to work for? Where are they? What do they look like? And again, what are their pains and challenges? And of course, Michelle talked about a lot of different ways you can learn about that learning about their pains and challenges through reading, following them on Twitter, LinkedIn, in the news, setting up a Google alert. What's going on with that company? Are they growing? Are they shrinking? Are they getting ready to launch a new product? All of those pieces of intelligence, right? Market intelligence help you decide how you flex your your brand, Does it make sense to talk more about your ability to help cut costs, right? Because the company's struggling with that. Does it make sense to talk more about your product introduction experience because they're getting ready to introduce a new product? All of those pieces of your brand that, yes, are maybe a little bit more static, but you have the ability to decide what to highlight and how to put the pretty package on it based on this information that you gather, And again, that will put you ahead of so many job seekers who are just thinking about, this is what I have, I'm going to write it all out and not really think about what things make the most sense for this employer or how I can demonstrate that I've added value in the specific areas that they're looking for value in. It's a very, it can be a very strategic process and in fact, is most effective when it's that strategic process, right? Versus the historical approach. (laughs) I always ask groups of people when I start talking about resumes and branding, right? Who likes to read history? Some of you, maybe, but I can guarantee you that hiring managers don't have time for it, whether they enjoy history or not, right? And great analogy that my colleague Ruth Pankratz likes to use A employer is not going to walk to your closet thinking about another analogy where your closet is all the great skills that you have, right? An employer is not going to walk up to the closet and say, oh, yeah, I think this outfit would look good on you today. They're expecting you to do that. They're expecting you to select the best skills, the best outfit, and walk into that job search wearing the appropriate things on your resume, in your LinkedIn profile, And of course, when you interview, network, any of those in-person activities as well. And, you know, I think that, again, for some people it works to have this I-can-do-anything approach, but that's not going to be the norm. And it's not going to be the fastest path even when it does work. So if you're thinking about how to cut your job search time, how to be more efficient because you're working full-time, or you have a challenging search, you have a a background that is not ideal for where you want to go, which is probably most of us, right? Nobody's ideal. And that's okay. You just have to be even more focused, even more tuned in to what the challenges of your market are going to be so that you can build a brand that makes sense. Again, not expecting that someone else is going to do that for you. It just doesn't work that way in our fast-paced 
world where people are expecting kind of a round peg to walk into the round hole that they, they think they're looking for, then you get to be flexible after you show them that you're a fit, kind of instead of the backwards way, right? Where we're expecting to, that flexibility to be a selling point. Most of the time it is, but companies don't really think about that at the beginning. They want someone who can walk in and do what they want them to do. And then, oh, yes, all of those other things are gravy, right? So when you're thinking about that that foundation, that market research, um, Michelle talked about informational interviews. And if you've listened to the show, you know I hate that term. And that's okay. The idea is there. I just would re- prefer that you not use that word. I think it se- sends people screaming to the hills you're doing some research, you'd love to learn about their company, love to talk with them about the industry. All of those phrases will probably get you further than saying you want an informational interview. They hear the word interview, they turn around and run. Idea is that you're doing your market research. You're talking to people, you're learning about the industry, you're learning about the company. And of course, you probably already know something about the industry. So you're bringing intelligent questions And people love to give advice. They love to talk about what they do. They love to talk about what's going on in the industry. So it's a great in. It is not showing that you're ignorant because you're doing this kind of research, right? Especially my engineers worry about that, that they'll, when they say that they're doing research, it's going to hurt their brand. Now, Michelle talked also a little bit about this value proposition, And the idea that you want it to conform to AIDA and acronyms can be helpful. So if that's helpful to you, A being that you capture attention, I that you generate some interest, D that you generate that desire to connect with you, and then A that they understand what kind of action they should take or you are going to take to connect the dots there. And, And that's a helpful a helpful acronym to think through, especially a cover letter, although you do want to think about it in your resume as well. You might also think about that in your LinkedIn profile, and you can do these steps even if you're currently employed. They're just going to sound different, right? Attention and interest are going to be about you as a, a leader or you as an engineer, whatever you professionally want to put out there that desire is still going to be pretty similar the things that you've done the things that you've achieved although you'd want to put it more in the context of your your current company if you're still employed and then that action you know if you're unemployed it may be that you're looking for certain opportunities if you're employed you can still have a call to action it may just be you know we hire great people or I'm always up for talking about trends in the industry, some kind of call to action that makes sense for someone who's employed, but still a thought leader, a person of movement in their industry. And and that's perfectly acceptable on LinkedIn. So try some of those out, try some of them on, and you're really creating that opportunity to connect with you in your communications, your cover letters, your LinkedIn profile. That's a great a great template for those types of communications. So we're going to come back in just a few minutes and we're going to wrap this all up for you with a nice little pretty bow talking about 
the top things that you should take away from today? What are the top steps you can take to transform your job search into a marketing campaign? So we'll go step by step. You can write them down and transform your maybe haphazard (laughs) job search into a marketing campaign. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about transforming your job search into a marketing campaign? How can you make it more of a plan? How can you get some of the lessons out of marketing that will help you be more effective? And Michelle Robin was with us. She talked about a lot of different ideas. Michelle at brandyourcareer.com. And I just want to finish up here by putting this in a little bit more of a step-by-step fashion for you. So the first thing Michelle talked about is where I would start in your job search. And she talked about a SWOT, right? Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats for yourself. And that might look like sitting down and thinking about what your strengths are. And she gave us a few assessments to do that. Strengths Finder, Fascination Advantage, 360 Reach are all assessments that help you define your strengths. You can also do it by a kind of a theme. Look at your career, right? When you sit down and you look at the themes in your career, what do you do well at every position? Also do it by sending your 
colleagues and even your family and friends an email and say, how would you describe me in five words? Those are kind of the low-cost ways of doing this kind of strengths assessment, although most of the assessments she mentioned are probably less than 20 bucks as well. So strengths, weaknesses, so thinking about what areas do you not have as much experience in, what areas are, are not something you want to pursue as you move forward, opportunities, so where are their opportunities in, the, in that market? What are your opportunities for growth? And then threats. And I would kind of look at that as well as what do your competitors have that you also have, right? Kind of what's the same between you and your competitors? What might be some of those areas where, where the market is changing and you don't, and you don't have that experience or what's going on in in that area that might be kind of a threat to your success. So SWOT analysis for yourself. That might be step one as you think about your brand. Then moving into kind of step two, that market research. What's going on with the companies that you're interested in? What are they looking for? What are their pains? What is that what's going on in the market, right? Are they changing technologies? Are they moving into delivering products faster? Are, have they slowed down, right? Are they bringing manufacturing back from China? Are they pushing more manufacturing offshore? What's going on in that market? So step one, SWOT of you. Step two, maybe even a kind of a SWOT of that market. Step three, messaging. So now that you have both sides of the coin, what's that messaging look like? What are you going to accentuate about your background to meet that market need? What are you going to accentuate about what you've done to show that you can solve their current problems so that you can get that right message put together for your resume, for your LinkedIn profile, for your networking, for your interviewing all of that messaging is going to be out of this kind of foundational message or packaging that you create of your skill sets. Step three then also as you're doing that message, of course, thinking about that's where that AIDA fits in, right? How can your message do attention, interest, desire, and action? And then step four is kind of planning the campaign, So, and we didn't talk much about this step today, but really thinking about what mediums make the most sense for you to use. Are you going to use Twitter? Are you going to use LinkedIn? Are you going to go to networking groups? If so, which ones? So it's kind of doing an evaluation and inventory of all your available mediums and deciding which ones make the most sense for you and for your industry. And that step, that planning step is very important in maximizing your time, as we talked about, in executing this campaign, right? So go through and really think about what things make the most sense. And if you're going to be on LinkedIn, what groups make the most sense? And how often do you want to share in those groups? Same thing, if you're going to be on Twitter, how often are you going to share on Twitter? How are you going to take the 
time or what time do you have to make sure you're building relationships and actually responding and building community there, especially on Twitter? Are you going to use Facebook? Again, if you're going to network locally, what networking groups are you going to go to? Which ones make sense based on, again, that foundation of knowing your target audience and where they are, what they're looking for, where are those people going to be, right? What networking events might they be at? Because showing up at a chamber event when the companies you're interested in aren't even members is probably not going to do us a whole lot of good. So that that step of planning your campaign and really thinking about where you're going to focus your attention is, is an important step. And in that planning step, you might also look at your resources for helping you develop content, develop things to share. And Michelle shared Feedly, F-E-E-D-L-E, or sorry, F-E-E-D-L-Y, Feedly.com as an option for that. You may also have industry groups that send out information or a news feed, maybe a local news feed, an industry news feed, right? Where are you going to get this content that you can share on these mediums that you've decided are appropriate for your search? So you do the SWOT of yourself, SWOT of your market, develop your message, then plan your campaign, right? What mediums make the most sense? Who, where are you going to connect? That may even be some key people in that part of that campaign planning. Who are you going to connect with? And then the last step would be doing the campaign, doing some content marketing, sharing, sharing your knowledge, executing that plan and interacting with folks so that you can build community in the direction that you want to build community. And of course, they'll be part of that planning and execution that may be looking at company websites and actually applying to positions that that needs to be part of the campaign as well, although as not as, as proactive as the rest of the campaign we're talking about. But executing that plan is the last step not the first step where a lot of a lot of us want to start because it seems like it's more action based but when we take that action without all of the foundations behind it we often find ourselves spinning our wheels so as you sit down to think about your job search or if you've been job searching for a while and it's not working you you're spinning your wheels you're not getting anywhere go back and start at the beginning swat for yourself swat for the industry Does your message meet those needs? Does your message connect those dots? Do you have a plan? Do you know why you're doing the activities that you're doing? And what proactive activities are you doing? What can you add? And then work that plan. That is going to bring all of those great nuggets from the marketing world into your job search and really help you move forward, really help you be more efficient and effective. And we'll be back right here next week on The Career Confidant, another great guest, another great topic. So we look forward to seeing you right here. And of course, you're always welcome to connect with me, Marie, at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, 
at astrategicadvantage.com. Otherwise, we'll see you right back here next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 